Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. So, I think everybody got on the bus. I think we made it into worship, which is awesome. (laughs) Fist pump, yeah. Um, I'm going to let you in on a a secret. I never prepare for a message. I don't. Well, I do, but we'll get there. So... I believe through what the Lord has taught me, through what he's shown me, prepare daily for whatever moment the Lord has in store for me. No matter if it's one-on-one in Walmart or if it's uh, a couple of people in a men's group or if it's just me and my wife or, or me talking to my daughter I try to prepare daily filling myself with the word so that for any given moment I can let him shine I can give him glory no matter what comes during that moment does that make sense so this morning I would like to tell you I had this awesome amazing message prepared but I just don't do that Not that that's bad, not that that's wrong, that's just not how I do. I wait for Holy Spirit to tell me what's going on in the service through worship, through what I'm seeing, through what he's revealing to me, through what he's telling me in any given moment. And as the words lined up and people were giving and sharing their heart and were showing these things, the Lord has had me in Romans most of this week particularly in Romans 6. And I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing 90% of the time. I just roll with Holy Spirit, and thankfully most of the time it works out. So this morning, (laughs) it's just so crazy because the first thing I think of is newness of life. In Christ Jesus. Right? So think about what we've heard this morning. We've heard about people releasing their past, stepping into what the Lord has for them today. We, we've heard about a moment when the Lord shows up for one person, like even though you're scared to death and you're freaking out, like the Lord shows up for that moment in your life. It's newness of life in Christ Jesus. Does that make sense? So... <clears throat> I don't want anybody to raise their hands for this question. I'm just trying to lay it out there. Um, If I were to say, who feels unworthy because of sin to be a Christian? We'd probably have 100% right there, right? If I I ask the question, who believes that you can live a sin-free life? Nobody's going to raise their hand. (laughs) We have hope. We do have hope, and the Bible actually teaches that that's possible. Like, 
I, I know it sounds crazy. So um, my biggest dilemma this morning is starting this out right now because chapter 6 starts with a question. And to get the substance of the question, we have to go back to 5. 5 starts with a therefore. And you can't start with a therefore if you don't know what it's there for. So then I'd have to go back to 4. Well, 4 starts with another question that you've got to go back to 3 to figure out. 3 starts with another question. You've got to go back to 2. 2 starts with a therefore. So you have to go back to 1 to find out what it's there for. So hang with me just a little while. If I go 20 minutes, it'll be the longest I've ever preached in my life. So hopefully we'll still be out by 12. Maybe that's encouraging for you. Or maybe the Lord shows up and we don't care what time we leave. Which one? Which one? The first one? No. So is that like saying, what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go with, we could probably get out by 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be all right with me if Holy Spirit just wiped us all out and we didn't know what time we left. So if I look at chapter 5 in a nutshell, chapter 5 is our access to the grace of the Lord through Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? So it, it's our access to the grace of the Lord through Jesus Christ. That's a nutshell. If you don't do anything else today, Start reading Romans 1 when you get home and just try your best. Just read all the way through to 6 and 7, 8, 9. I think you're probably off at 9, but it's just really good. <coughs> so if, if we have access to the grace of God through Jesus Christ, then Christ died because of sin, and then he's... He, gives his blood on the cross, then it says that he's done that. Like, it, it, Let's just go back to five. I'm just not going to be able to do it. So in 18, it says, So then, as through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to all men. So that's Adam. Adam sinned, and through that condemnation fell to all men. Right. We're still feeling that condemnation today. Right. And condemnation never brings life. It never brings change. It just continues to bring condemnation. We good there? Alright, so... <clears throat> it resulted in condemnation to all men. Even so, through one act of righteousness, this is Jesus, through one act of righteousness, there resulted sanctification of life to all men. That gives us the way out of the condemnation that fell through Adam. Does that make sense? All right. We're going to get there. <clears throat> if I look at justification, now it says that the, the one act of righteousness by Jesus Christ is uh, resulted in justification of life. If I look up the meaning of justification, it says the deliverance from the guilt and power of sin. Before Jesus, I will 100% agree with you that we are not worthy whatsoever of anything. But through that one righteous act of Jesus Christ, 
and us accepting that and receiving that grace in our life, that grace empowers us to live more like Jesus. Does that sound good to you? I hope it does because it's true. <clears throat> Again, I am not the pastor, so don't judge this. If you're a guest here, our pastor's a lot better than this. So, <laughs> I'm surprised he asked me again, honestly. Like, after the last time, it was like, I was like, are you sure? <clears throat> so, if I'm going to start with six, so we're going to get into six. So, it's talking about uh, the grace again. So, it says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? So, it's basically like, what are you trying to tell me here? Are you saying that the more that I'm going to sin, the more His grace is going to come into my life? And He's like, may it never be that way to you. Like, like never that way to you. His grace empowers you to die from sin. Like, this is the old man, the new man. Newness of life, the old man's dying at this point because the grace of the Lord is coming into your life. Does that make sense? All right. <coughs> He says, may it never be. And he says this, is how shall we who died to sin still live in it? How shall we who've died to sin still live in it? Oh, let's just be real. <clears throat> let's go through a couple different things here. So if I wake up in the morning and the first thing I am is conscious of sin, and my ability to sin, and I'm thinking about not sinning all day long, all that does is make me more conscious of sin in my life. Does that make sense? Right? You're feeding the beast. Exactly. So good. Do you want to preach? You sure? All right. No. No. I'm trying to give it to you. <laughs> like, do you want to preach? No. So, I love interaction with people, so this is not a big deal to me. I love it. I think it helps. So if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm like, Jesus, I really don't want to sin today. Please help me not sin. I don't want to sin. I don't want anything to happen about sin. Please don't help me. Or please help me, Jesus. Please help me. I don't want to sin. The only thing I'm going to be doing all day long is grading myself on whether I sinned or not. That's it. That's the, I mean, that's the whole thing there. If, if I am... If I'm eat up with self-centeredness and I'm only thinking about me trying not to sin, then all I'm doing is making myself more conscious of sin and the more conscious I am of sinning, the more that's going to consume every bit of me and I'm not going to shine. Because all I can do is try not to sin. And if I'm trying not to sin sooner or later, I'm probably going to screw up. And if I do that, then I'm going to grade myself according to that and I'm going to slip back into condemnation that we're supposed to be free from. A diet? Like a diet? <laughs> That's true. She says like a diet. It's kind of like, you know, if you, you're trying to take a diet away from mashed potatoes, all you want is mashed potatoes. So, like, anyway. <coughs> it's true. Maybe we should all just take a turn. <laughs> like it would probably be good it'd probably be good so if I'm thinking that his grace in my life is only there 
to make me feel better about the sin I've committed than I'm looking at this thing wrong. All right? So his grace is not there to permit me to sin more because I've got grace to be forgiven more. His grace is there to actually empower me to die to sin in my life so that I can live to righteousness. That's for everybody here. That's young and old. That's new Christian, long-time believer. That's for everybody here. If I'm waking up every day just trying my best not to sin, then I'm losing sight of what actually is supposed to happen in my life, and I'm not shining and recreating His image here on the earth. <clears throat> oh, in verse 3 it says, or, or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death. Therefore, because we've been baptized into Jesus, therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Mic drop, walk away. That's it. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, we boast more in our ability to sin than we boast in the ability of the grace of the Lord to transform us to keep from sinning. That's true. It's just true. Look at it this way. Let's think about old man, new man. <clears throat> I always like to go back to Adam for stuff like this just because it's true and relevant, right? Adam was created in the likeness and the image of the Father. Now, I don't think that has anything to do with his physical body or appearance because God is a spirit. God is love. So if God is a spirit, God is love, then the physical body doesn't really have anything to do with his image. So it's got to be his nature, his heart. That's his likeness and his image, his nature and his heart, which is evident in the Gospels through the life of Jesus, we see the very nature of the Father in the life of Jesus. So if Adam is created into that, <clears throat> and the Lord or God says there, he says, um, don't eat this tree. If you eat this tree, you'll surely die. Well, he ate the tree. And he didn't die. But the Lord never lies, so something had to die. What died? The likeness and the image. In that moment of eating the fruit there, Adam took off his new man, his perfect man, and he put on the very image and nature of the enemy in that moment. Does that make sense? So, we get to Jesus. Jesus came. I always just want to say stuff well. I never want anybody to walk away thinking, what is he talking about? Like, I want people to recognize what's going on in everyday life that we miss completely that inhibits us from actually shining like we're supposed to. <clears throat> so if I look at that, if Adams took off the perfect man, he put on the image of the enemy, and we were all born under that. We were all born under the image of the enemy the fallen man of Adam. Does that make sense? All right, if we're all born un under that, then that's where all of our condemnation comes from. 
then we must be born again, taking that old man off, the nature of the enemy, the sin, the sin nature that's built up in us, we take that off and we put on the new man, which is really the old man from the garden, and we're restored to where we should have always been to begin with. Like, you understand that if, if Adam would have never ate the fruit, then we would all still be in the garden. Right? No laundry. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. Also, no shame. No shame, no fear, no condemnation, no hate, no anger, no animosity. All of those things came from fallen man. They were never present in the world until Adam ate the fruit. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's the word. <clears throat> so if I, if I look at newness of life, <clears throat> it says, uh, it says below, let's just go to five. Verse five says, For if we have united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly, certainly, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. <laughs> That's so good. That our old self was crucified with him, that our body of sin might be done away with. Yes. Praise Jesus. Yes. That it might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So imagine this. We had the scenario of waking up, thinking about nothing but sin, trying not to sin, grading ourselves according to whether we sinned or not. What if... What if we woke up and we said, Jesus, thank you for adopting me. Father, thank you for just killing that old man off. Thank you, Father, that you're clothing me with the new man. Father, thank you that you're empowering me through your grace to look more like Jesus every day. And Father, I don't want to grade myself by whether I've sinned or not. I want to grade myself by whether I've become more like you today or not, Father. Please empower me with that grace and give me that hope, Father, that there's better than what I've ever known. Like, what would happen if we started our day out? Like, I'm about to cry. I'm straight up about to cry. <clears throat> what if we started our day out that way? Instead of trying not to sin. What if we started our day out flipping the light bulb on? Shining straight out of the gate. What would happen instead of walking around mumbling trying to get to the coffee pot, if we woke up in such a hurry to get to the Word of God that we couldn't stand it? What kind of difference would that make, not just in our life, not just in the life of our families, what, what kind of difference would that even make in our cities if it come to that point, right? What if I woke up every day, man, and I woke up and I was like, Jesus, I'm so fired up today. I'm so in love with you. I'm so glad to be a son or a daughter. Throw that in there. I'm so proud, Father, to represent you today. Please help me. Give me grace. Empower me, Father, that I can speak your word wherever it's necessary 
in whatever way, Father, you need it to be done. What would happen? Change the world. It changed the world. Do you know where that comes from? comes from love straight up comes from love how can I ever see the value of a person if I don't see the love of the father for them how can I know what the love of the father for them is if I haven't experienced the love of the father how do I ever get to experience the love of the father if I'm waking up every day just trying not to sin I'm getting head bobs. That's good. I'll take it. <coughs> this, is, this is just real, real life, everyday application of the gospel and of the word of God. We overcomplicate it so much in our lives that we think we have to look the part. Man, get dressed up, man. Look the part. Walk straight. Like everything's good. Like, what kind of junk is that if we're just going to pretend that we're Christians and not actually shine like Christians? Like, honest, let's just be real. Let's just be real this morning. <clears throat> oh, my God, I'm trying not to tell the story. <laughs> I'm really trying not to. Uh, this is so crazy. Uh, it is. It's so crazy. Jesus, help me. Lighthouse. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so my wife was looking at me like, no, 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 no. But I went to the barber shop Friday. Can you tell? Let's check it out. <laughs> no, nobody even mentioned half of my beard's gone. Like nobody said a word. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I've died to myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I went to the barber shop. Now my barber knows that I love Jesus. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a surprise. It's not a secret. He knows that I love Jesus. So every time I'm in the barber chair, at some point in time, the conversation shifts to Jesus. Jesus. He does that. Like you be ready with the word ingrained in you, filled with the word, with the spirit, with his grace, and he will turn conversations into whatever he needs them to be. You be ready to shine. Like, not, not stand and preach. Not, like, scream and yell and spit and tongues and all this stuff. Like, conversation filled with the Holy Spirit backed up by the word of God. Be ready for that, and he'll make it happen. Anyway, I'm getting my hair cut. And my barber is a good dude. He, he's just the nicest guy. He don't necessarily look like us, though. He's tattooed up, gauges, you know, piercings. But he's a good dude. He's an excellent barber, too, by the way. And... uh we're talking about the first time that he met me. And, and I know this is going to shock everybody, but he said I was intimidating. He said, 
you were really kind of intimidating because you were telling me the last barber you went to jacked up your beard and you wanted it a certain way because I am particular about my beard. And he was like, kind of made me nervous, kind of made me like, <coughs> and I was, I just started laughing. And I was like, well, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, it's a long story. Anyway, the other barber, which was back in South Carolina, he talked a big game, said he was going to do a really good job, my beard, and we're going to take before and after pictures, blah, blah, blah. And he jacked it up. So, uh, but I didn't get mad. I didn't scream and cuss at him. I was still Jesus. Like, yeah, I was like, okay. But I was telling him the story. <laughs> oh, my God. I dropped the F-bomb. Like, I... Jesus, help me right now. Please don't judge me because I don't know where it came from. But I said a bad word. I dropped the F-bomb right in the middle of the conversation. I sure did. My wife's so embarrassed right now. <coughs> I, like, before, 10 years ago, wouldn't have surprised me a bit. I was like, Jesus. Now, I seriously, like, I, we'll get to the rest of the story, but Jesus, I was like, Jesus, where did that come from? Like, I haven't, in 10 years, I haven't said a word like that. Where did that come from, Jesus? Like, I'm, like in my, I'm searching, man. I'm searching. Like, Jesus, well, I don't know what's up right now, but I didn't like that. It didn't feel good. Like, what's going on? <clears throat> I believe Jesus spoke to my heart in that moment, and he said, it may have come out of your mouth, but it didn't come out of your heart. Not giving anybody permission to say cuss words. I am not giving anybody permission to say a bad word. It's wrong, it's vulgar, it's nasty, it's not attractive at all. I'm not... Do it. it comes with a whipping that... That by the look on your face, it's coming after I get done. <coughs> I could, don't, Steve, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, man. It came out, and I was like, man, I started heart searching. Like, what's going on? And my barber, he laughed because he's never heard me talk like that. And he knows I love Jesus. Two minutes in after that, the conversation turns to Jesus. And I've got options. Do I slip back into condemnation right now? Do I draw back into myself right now? Do I start condemning everything that I've ever done, said, or been a part of in this barbershop? Or Father, do I believe that your grace is abundant right now in this moment? Look, <clears throat> I asked forgiveness. Number one, straight up, Jesus, forgive me. I am so sorry that I said that. It broke my heart. Like, it broke my heart. We talked for another 20 minutes about Jesus, and he got really real with me after that. And we got down to the nitty-gritty of things sitting in his barbershop full of people, and we were talking about Jesus. Like, straight up questions about Jesus. <clears throat> I invited him to church after that, believe it or not. I was like, hey, man, come down to our church. Like, we ain't, we're not going to judge you. We're not going to say anything 
Like, dude, just come on. Spirit of the Lord's there. Just come be with us. And I hope he will. I hope he'll come. But he, this is so crazy. He texted me last night. Never texted me before ever. He texted me last night. He said, he sent me some songs that we won't talk about. And they had real questions. They had real life, real questions that people ask about the Lord every day because they're so confused with all of the noise about the gospel of the Lord. It makes me mad. Because there's so much junk out there that is stealing the light from people. It's ridiculous. But he texts me those songs. It was real life stuff. It was real life questions. It was things coming that we, we, the body of Christ, his church, not FHOP, but the body of Christ, we need to be prepared to sit and have a conversation with people like this and show them who the Lord really is. If we're not there, then we're in a mess. And they're worse off than they ever started because we don't have a clue how to respond to them. That's just real. That's just true. He texted me, and he said, man, these songs that he sent, he's like, these are the questions that I have. Who do I go to to answer these questions? Like, who can I talk to because my pastor's in my life these other leaders in my life, these people, when I ask these questions, they get nervous and scared, they don't want to answer, and they tell me just to not ask those questions. That's that, his words, not mine, his words. And I said, I, said my, I text him back, I said, like, hey man, uh, you, you, need to, you need to find some people that will give you truth instead of their opinions. You, you need to find some people that are rooted in the word, and really, honestly, it's too much to even text. Call me if you want to. He called me right after that. He said, we talked for a while. He asked questions. I didn't front to him. I didn't lie about anything. I said, man, this is, this is, my, this is the best way I can answer this question for you. It's here or I can't answer that question for you right now. I'm going to get with the Lord, and we'll see what the Lord says. And we'll back it up with Scripture when we do. And we talked for an hour, maybe. Maybe an hour on the phone with him. <clears throat> and he said, he said, dude, the other day when you said that word, his words, not my words. I'm not condoning, cussing at all. Hear me, please. It's not good. He said, when you said that word, I saw that you were a real human being and it let my guard down and I could talk to you about this. And he said, honestly, that's probably the reason I called you tonight is because I know you're real. Whew. But tell me this. What happens if he calls me and I don't have the answers and I don't know Scripture? and I don't know the Lord. What happens if I'm just trying not to sin on a day-to-day -day basis? What's, what's the first thing I'm going to do to him? I'm going to condemn him for every sin that he's ever made because that's what's consuming my life. Instead of the Lord consuming our lives, we let junk take his place, thinking it's Christianity, thinking that it's Christianity, thinking that we're doing the right thing. Of course we're not supposed to sin. It says it right here, may it never be that we sin. We're not supposed to do that. Why? Because the grace of the Lord has come into our life 
and it's renewed us. It's made us new life. It's made us a new person. It's filled us with new things. And whatever it's filling us with, that is going to start pouring out of us. Does that make sense? We have sold short for way too long the power of the Lord. We have sold short for way too long one-on-one relationship with the Father. We have sold short for way too long being prepared and filled with the Holy Spirit for when we encounter people. We're supposed to be new life. We're supposed to be new people. We're supposed to took off that old man, threw it in the trash, and we're supposed to be putting on the new man, being renewed day by day, by the Word of God, by His grace, empowering us to walk this walk and shine our light. And no matter what comes our way, we are to be rooted and grounded in Him, knowing that the situation doesn't determine who our Father is. We're to be rooted, grounded in the love of the Father, filled with the Word of God, transformed by His grace, ready with our sharp sword to come out of our mouth for whatever is needed in any given moment. That's what we're called to be. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church.